We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. But are you ready for rapid fire? Always ready for rapid fire. And I know right. the first question is probably going to get people fired up. But that's that's okay. right. That's right. And that's, I save this. It's going to, like I said, we're going to continue the conversation. Mm-hmm. Drew Pine has been called a poor man's Ian book. So do you buy or sell Pine actually being a better version of book? I buy it, to be honest with you. Now, here's the thing. You, if you look at the entire resume of Ian Book, he won, what, 30 games, something like that? Right. You have to take all that into account. Now, a lot of those games were against crappy opponents, et cetera, et cetera, but he's the all-time winningest quarterback at Notre Dame. I will give him all the credit in the world for that. But he made some stupid decisions, whether it was to not throw the ball at all or to run out of bounds and take a sack. or I mean, you know how much that annoyed the crap out of me, and he would do it all the time, right? I think that Drew Pine actually makes better decisions right now. He is willing to throw the ball down the field. He, I mean, there's a lot of things that Drew Pine is willing to do that Ian Book never was. He's comfortable in the pocket. I don't think Ian Book was ever comfortable in the pocket. He's still not comfortable in the pocket in the NFL. He just never was. Drew Pine's comfortable, man. As long as you give him time, he'll sit back there and he'll find somebody open. So, And this, I I go back to that Jaden Thomas throw. That's a throw that Ian Book would not make. No, not a chance. Not a chance. Because, again, there was coverage on that play. Ian Book, all he had to do was see a man over there. He's not throwing in that. You know, he did it like once. He did it to Miles Boykin, you know, down there in – in Nashville. That was yeah. like the only time and it was because he had to. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> and it, it, like the time in the pocket, you know, like it was I was talking earlier about how Drew Pine would stand there and he had time to go through the progressions two or three times. Like yes. Ian Book, he got through those progressions for the first time and if there was nobody there, he was he was bouncing out of that pocket. He was not going to stand there yeah. and keep looking for somebody else. Even when it's a beautiful pocket, pocket. Like Drew Pine had. That's right. He'd be gone. He would have rolled out and tried to do a spin move out of the pocket. like Hit that yeah. ejector button. Yes. That's exactly right. That annoyed me so much. I've got so a lot much. of respect for Ian Book for the games he won and Absolutely. everything else. But we all know that there was some frustration because there was another level. Everyone wanted him yes. to go to another level but he he just was not able yes to it was go here there. it was and, it was between the ears yeah and already 
again, in three starts, we have seen Drew Pine do things that were beyond what Ian Book was willing to do. And so, yeah, I mean, I think I think right now Pine is a better version of Ian Book, you know, and somebody I just saw, I saw this. He said, Buckner is a poor man's book. Pine is a poor man's breeze. So, you know, I don't know that I would put Buckner and, and, and book in the same conversation. They're, they're different quarterbacks for sure. Yeah. But I like pine as a poor man's breeze. I mean, I get that. I see that correlation. I absolutely do. And I believe if I'm not mistaken, Drew Brees saw that correlation too, when he was the color man at Notre Dame and Buckner, I mean, uh, pine was coming in. I mean, he saw that correlation too. So yeah. I absolutely yeah. see that. I, I I could go with that for sure. Yeah. Pine's willing to do things that Ian Book wouldn't do. And, for as good as Ian Book was. Yes. And Ian Book had more tools, more talent than yeah, Drew very Pine. Very true. Very true. Absolutely did. There was just there was some sort of a blocker in the brain that wouldn't let him do certain things, even though he had the physical tools and ability to do so. It was, it, it, it felt like, you know, like the blocker in the brain might be the, you know, the BK PTSD, PTSD <laughs> that we've talked about. Like right. It, you know, I don't know, it, but it, it's it's always felt like ball protection, ball security was beat into some of those quarterbacks so much that maybe they weren't willing. It, and, you know, there's there's something to say for obviously taking care of the football, but there are also sure. times that you have to take chances. And Absolutely. again, like Drew Pine, even though he's not, you know, taking these big shots downfield all the time like he did on that Thomas throw, like he's. He anticipates where the route is yeah, going. He, does. he doesn't have to see a man flying wide open like Ian to throw did. him the football. Like he right. doesn't have to be open when he throws the football. He will lead him and let Correct. the receiver make a play on the ball more than Agreed. he would. Yep, absolutely agree. I hey, I'm a, I am happy that Drew Pine was the number two quarterback coming into the season because I was confident that he could lead this team to a bunch of wins. That's exactly what he's doing. He's doing it at a better pace than I thought he would. But he's doing exactly what we thought he could do. So I'm happy. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who has completed 78% of his yeah. passes in the in two games plus since the second half of Cal and over the last two games. 78%. It's just amazing. It is amazing. And it's also, and and Brian, I think, brought this up in the post-game show, I think. But he meant, and I say I want to give credit where credit is due. The Notre Dame offense seems to be a heck of a lot better when it's a first-year starter and the playbook is narrowed down. Ian Book, when he came in in relief in 2018, those first few games that he played, he could do no wrong, right? Here we are. I mean, it's a very similar situation. It's a, it's a pared-down playbook. Drew Pine is just he's, – he's doing a great job. So I, I, I think there's something to be said for that. And I think the one thing to be on the lookout for is there is film on this guy now. now you know, not that, very, not that no, Drew Pine true. is doing, you know, out of this world things, you know, but there is film on this guy. Right. And the more film there is, there's going to be a defensive coordinator out there who's going to be able to to do some sure. things and yep. take some things away that haven't been taken away so far. Probably that first weekend of November. We're also probably lucky Venables is no longer a defensive coordinator. He's just at Oklahoma, and you don't have to worry about that guy. And he clearly never even walks into the defensive room at Oklahoma. That's right. That's exactly right. (laughs) If you love drinking coffee every morning, you have to check out Trade Coffee. 
Trade makes it super easy to get the best coffee delivered fresh from the finest local roasters around the country. Trade Coffee is a coffee subscription service that makes it so simple for you to discover new coffees and make your best cup of coffee at home every day. No fancy equipment required. Trade partners with the nation's top-rated independent roasters to send you coffee that they know you'll love, fresh to your home and on your preferred schedule. And you get to support small local businesses, which is a win-win. Whether you already know what you like or are new to specialty coffee and need some help, Trade makes it easy and convenient to discover new coffees. They'll send you ground coffee or whole beans for however you make coffee at home. My wife likes a dark roast with full flavor, and every brand we've tried has lived up to the billing. Whether it's the Big City Blend from Joe's Coffee, the Black Velvet from Atomic Coffee Roasters, or the Holmes Blend from Sparrows, every cup has not only had a pleasing aroma while brewing, but also a rich, full taste. So whether you're just getting started or a coffee aficionado, Looking to discover something new? Trade guarantees you'll love your first bag or they'll send you a new one for free. Upgrade your coffee today with Trade Coffee and let them take the guesswork out of finding your perfect cup. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your subscription plus free shipping at drinktrade.com irish. That's drinktrade.com irish for $30 off your subscription to the best coffees in the country. That's drinktrade.com slash Irish. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Okay, here's a soundbite from Marcus Freeman. He was asked about whether Prince Kali could see more playing time at linebacker. So here's what Freeman had to say about that. He, he, I challenged him last week, Prince, you continue to build trust in practice. We can't, there is no such thing as a game. Your team needs to be a great practice player. And that's my challenge to Prince, and that's my challenge to many other players in our football program. Everybody talks about Michael Mayer. Michael Mayer is one of the best practice players I've been around. That's what we need our young guys to be. And for Prince to go and make a, a big play like that, man, it was good to see. He's a talented football player. Um, and he had a really good week of practice. He played more this past game than he probably ever has. And uh, he's still challenged. you got to challenge yourself, man. We need great practice players because that builds confidence in your coaches to put you out there in the game. And uh, that, that's what I, I hope to see him do because – Listen, talent sets the ceiling of how good you can be, and Prince got a high ceiling. Um, continue to put the work 
in practice to gain confidence in your coaches and to make you a better football player. Um, you know, I think he can be really special. All right, Vince, tell me what you think. Well, I mean, he obviously is very high on Prince Kali, and he is saying that he is earning the trust. And that's the big word, right? That's the buzzword this year, I feel like, is the trust. Trust. He's, he's earning yes. the trust of earning the coaches. Earning the trust in practice. Yes. And he hasn't said that about many other guys that haven't been playing, but he's saying it about Prince Kali. And I think that there's a really good opportunity here for Prince Kali to make some waves here over the next few games and become a solid rotational player in this linebacking core. I don't, you know, could he start? Yeah, he could. But I don't see that necessarily happening, but I see him being a solid rotational player that they use on a regular basis in this defense. I think he can be that guy, and that will parlay into a potential starting role next year. I think that yeah. is his role moving forward, and I think that's great. They're saying his trust is increasing. That's a really good sign based on the other press conferences we've heard about using the word trust. And I mean, there's been a lot of that. And, it, you know, it like it's trust has become the new traits. Yes, <laughs> think, right? exactly. It's like, got to earn the trust. And, I've you know, I've got no problem with you need to earn the trust because that means you're proving yourself in practice on a day in, day out basis. Right. And like, there's no doubt. And, and I think that that's what a lot of fans especially get frustrated with is you see the the rankings that some of these guys come in with. You know they have talent, and then you see guys in front of them on the depth chart who aren't playing that well, and sure. you're like, why isn't he on the field? And it, so now we finally got to see a little bit of Prince Cully as uh, some of these other guys have struggled. And they haven't been big roles, but in the small doses that we've got to see him, he's making plays. Like that clo- you know, the closeout that he had on that sack on Hall was just, you know, like I saw a couple guys on the beat tweet you know, the video of that today it's he he was moving you know mm-hmm. there's a different kind of speed and athleticism oh, yeah. that, that he can bring to the position so I'm, I'm i'm really excited to see if he can continue this along with are these other guys finally going to up their game or not yep absolutely and i think it's great to have a guy like that pushing the starters pushing the guys who are getting the playing time because that's what recruiting can do for you that's what building a depth chart can do for you you're going to get pushed You know, there's a school around here that has been really good at football over the years. And the reason they've been really good at football is the starter is pushed all the time. Right. The starter's not doing their job. There's somebody right there ready to take it. Some of the teams I coach for, you kind of had to play the starter because there was nobody pushing them from behind. And that's who we had. You know, that's not the case at Notre Dame. There's guys pushing these guys. And I hope it continues. And I hope the coaches will look at those guys as as a viable option if the job's not getting done by the guys that are in there right now. USMA 87, when do coaches place faith in the player? And I, and I think that kind of this kind of goes back to the early part of that clip where Marcus Freeman said, there are no gamers, you know, and there's no such thing as a gamer. I think when you're not just going to throw a player out there on blind faith if he's not showing you that he can do something right sure. in practice. Sure. You know like like we've talked about our coaching background since like I had a kid who was really fast, didn't have a great bat, but it's like you're fast, you should be able to drop a, you know, you need to work on bunting. Yes. One. Two, I can use you as a pinch runner and you can go in and you know, you can steal some bases for us, right? 
But every time I gave him a bunt sign, he was missing the signs. When I would pinch run him and put him at first base, I gave him a steal sign. He's standing there three pitches later, right? right. So right. I'm not going to continue to put any faith in him if he's not doing simple things like exactly. that, seeing the signs. And that goes back to practice. Like if you're not doing the simple things yep. in practice, there's not going to be any faith built up to show that you deserve to be out there on game day. Right. And the faith and trust and all of that, it's like, okay, if I have this kid in there, is he going to line up correctly? Is he going to know what routes to run? You know, it, it, that is part of it. Now, are they putting too much load on some of these guys for them to learn? Right. Sure. But it's different. Like we're talking yes. about Prince Kali. We're talking about a right. linebacker. And like, if we're going to use Merriweather as the example, there are a lot more play in and play out responsibilities that you have to have that are non-negotiable if you're going to be out there as a linebacker absolutely one misstep is going to lead to somebody scoring a touchdown against you whereas again as a receiver there are ways to get a receiver on the field that 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 aren't as crucial play in and play out as a linebacker for example my bad nope that's all right no i agree out of there so i i agree with you completely and it is heartwarming i'll say to to hear that prince is earning the trust of the staff because i i think he can be a dynamic linebacker in this defense and i think he can help this defense at frankly the position at linebacker that has been the weakest on the defense up to this point so with with very with few bright spots but with a lot more negatives than positives yeah okay next question all right. With the exception of the 2020 pandemic season, Notre Dame and Stanford have played every year since 1997. But the Stanford program has obviously declined over the past five years. My question, do you buy or sell it's time to end the Notre Dame-Stanford series? And if so, what do you do to fill the hole in the schedule that keeps Notre Dame on the West Coast at the end of every year? Because We've heard that's a you know that's, that's a big, big part deal. of why Stanford kind of ended up there to begin with with the rotation with USC. Yeah, no, it's a big deal for Notre Dame for some reason. Uh, I, I here's what I will say: Yes, it is time to end the series with Stanford. If you want to put them on like an every four year rotation, I would be fine with that because I have no problem with Notre Dame scheduling like minded academic schools. Just that that doesn't need to be your whole schedule though. Right, like, it, it can be a home and away over four years. It can be, you know, that that's totally fine. I have no problem with that. that that's cool. Uh, but right now, Stanford does nothing for your strength of schedule. It does nothing for your playoff aspirations other than the fact that it's an easy win. It doesn't do anything. And there's no sign, in my opinion, that Stanford cares about the football program and that it's going to get any better anytime yeah. soon. And that's a bigger part of the problem to me than where they are right now. As I look into the future, it doesn't feel like they're going to get any better. Like they care about the football program. So end it, end it, end it, end it. Now, if you have to be on the West Coast, okay, if you have to be on the West Coast, then I agree with Stymie. Oregon, UCLA, I'm fine with that. Pick a Pac-12 team, whatever. I don't even really care. To be on, to be honest with you, play Washington, play Oregon, play UCLA, whatever. In this day and age, though, with private jets and all these different things, I just don't see the point that you have to absolutely be out in California on the right. last weekend of the season. You can I, be anywhere, and like you said, get on a jet the next day and yeah. be wherever you need to be. You know, like I, I don't. 
back in the day when travel wasn't maybe as accessible and as easy, I get it, right? And you do want to have your team in different locales in the country, but it doesn't have to be the last weekend of the season, right? You know, you you can go out to Southern Cal other times. You can go out to the West Coast other times. You can go to Texas other times. It doesn't have to be the last weekend of the season. Bring somebody, bring a California team in at the end of November. How about I that? I agree. Like there, there, there's a multitude of things you can do. Like if being on the West Coast is really important, there's like, and we've seen some of them, floated here you in you can do what you were talking about you keep stanford on a maybe every four-year rotation but you mix in ucla oregon washington you know you could even throw cal in there because if just getting to the west coast you know cal is better than stanford right now you know yeah, like any of those are. programs that you want you know you could even throw arizona into the mix if you wanted but you know then you've got the other things talking about texas that you need to be in Texas, you've got TCU that you could throw in there. You've got Texas. You've got Texas A&M. Like if you want to, in Texas A&M, you know, is going to be, you know, but so like there's just so many different options, yes. and especially when you're talking about one year, you know, it's, it's in South Bend in October, the next year it's, it's on the road in Thanksgiving. I think it would actually be kind of cool to actually see Notre Dame be able to stay home for Thanksgiving once in a while. And, Me too. And get, get one of those teams from a warm weather to maybe come in here when it's a little bit cold in South Bend. And know? I know that's a challenge. I get that. But at the same time, give it a shot, man. There's plenty of teams that will show up at Notre Dame in the end of November. There are. Yeah. There are plenty of teams that will do that. So I, I just think that they need to break away from some of the scheduling locks that they've had over the last and remember, few years. This isn't how it always was because I had right. forgotten, you know, like that Boston college game that followed Florida state. That so was Thanksgiving weekend. That, that was the was last the, game of the season. That was the last game of the regular season. Yeah. So, you know, and that was only, well, that was what? 92, right? Yeah. Uh, three, no, 93. 93, 93. And then four years later is when the Stanford series began. And, you know, again, it's been every year with the exception of 2020, since then so right and again not a rivalry game just to go back to what we i don't think so either and you can end it i'm gonna i'm gonna bring some of this up with the stanford guy kind of get his thoughts on the future of this series you know sort of like what what the people out there think about this series and and the whole thing i'm gonna have the stanford guy on nice uh on thursday so We'll, we'll we'll uh we'll talk about that kind of stuff. So nice. I'll, I'm curious to see yeah what they, where they kind of land of on on it because right now they're getting their doors blown off by Notre Dame every year and that can't be fun. I mean, yeah. and and what does coming to Notre Dame do for Stanford? Yeah, I mean, really? They're, yeah, they're not getting a paycheck out of it. It's, no, because you no. got a home and home every year. They're certainly not getting a trophy out of it. So what's the point? Yeah, you got to go out you know out of conference for a week and and all that different stuff. Okay, Vince, in last night's game against Kansas City, the Raiders scored a touchdown with two minutes and 58 seconds remaining in the game. They pulled within a point. Rather than kick the extra point to tie the game, Josh McDaniel opts to go for two, but the two-point conversion failed. The Raiders end up losing by a point, 30 mm -hmm. to 29. What do you think about the decision to go for two with under just, you know, right at three minutes yeah. to play, basically, rather than just tie the game. 
obviously hindsight is 2020. I believe the Raiders were the visiting team, right? Yes. Okay. You know, the rule of thumb is that if you're the visiting team, you got nothing to lose. You go ahead and go for the win, you know, that whole thing. Okay. To me, with a little under three minutes to go, I'm tying it up. I'm putting a lot on my defense to stop them. And I'm hoping to get the ball back to then go win the game. And at the very least, we get to go to overtime. And again, I know that hindsight is 2020, but with that much time left, I feel like you could potentially get the ball back and then go for the win. And that's exactly it. There's still basically three minutes to go. You know, you, you know, you got the two minute warning as a timeout. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in that you know Buffalo Bills playoff game moved downfield in two plays and kicked a field goal in 15 seconds. That's all it took was less than 15 seconds. If your defense does half its job, you're going to get the ball back, you know, even if it's with a minute to play. But with three minutes to play, you've got to assume now that their defense did hold and the Chiefs didn't score, but you've got to assume that the Chiefs are going to score, right? And it's not going to matter whether or not you take a one-point lead. It's, you know, and, and again, now the Raiders – did end up holding, but they lost by a point as well because, you know, but you've got to assume that Patrick Mahomes is going to score and maybe you've got a chance to get the football back right at the end. I think three minutes is way too early to be going for two. Now, right. if you're talking about under a minute to play or under 30 seconds to play, that's a completely different story, but there's just way too much time left. Way too much time. Yeah, exactly. I, if, if, if they're not going to have... Derek, I watched the game again today. It was two minutes and 58 seconds. Oh, okay. Well, I said they're at 58. Beautiful. Yeah, he, he thought there was four and a half. There was 258. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I If it's like, you know, 10 seconds NFL left. They, they always replay the Monday night oh. game on NFL Network in the afternoon. So. If there's like 10 seconds left, you know, that kind of a thing, I could see it a little bit more. You go for the win, get out of there, you know, that kind of a situation. But even then, it's such an all or nothing play with a two-point conversion you know you're you're, dan- you're you're the hero if you get it you're the bum if they don't you know that kind of a thing i don't know you just go for the tie at least you have overtime and this is the good point too trucker joe the raiders were one and three before they lost they should have just got the extra point you need to win wherever you three. can get it so like if you've got a chance to get good back call. into you know you need a tie game and hope that you can get to overtime or at least have a tie game Maybe the Chiefs score, and again, you get the ball back. It's I just think it was a bad decision and all the way around. Yeah, absolutely. All right, fill in the blank. We had another questionable roughing the passer call last night. Chiefs defensive lineman Chris Jones flagged for coming down on top of Derek Carr while Jones was taking the ball away from Carr and sacking him, and he actually recovered this fumble. So, like, as he is going down, the ball is coming out, He's trying to recover the ball as they're going down, and then he ends up landing on top of, of Derek Carr. They throw a flag for roughing the passer. It prompts Troy Aikman to say, it's too much. My hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings, and we take the dresses off. <laughs> so Troy Aikman's comments, Vince, are blank. Uh, right on. I mean, he came up in a NFL where he got his butt handed to him especially early on in his career okay? that's the most important thing to remember is this is coming from a quarterback right and he got it handed to him 
on numerous occasions. You as a Cowboys fan can attest to this, right? Right. Before they had all those big uglies up front, <laughs> he was getting manhandled, okay? He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Somehow he figured it out, and somehow he was okay with it, right? The roughing the passer penalties have gone way away over the line. Way. It's still football, right? I don't care if it's Tom Brady. I don't care if it's Patrick Mahomes. I don't care if it's Derek Carr. I realize the quarterbacks are the faces of the franchise, et cetera, et cetera. They signed up to play football. They get paid a lot of money to play football. It's okay to hit them. Okay. I do I want cheap hits at the knee or you know a spear in the chest or anything like that? No, I'm, no, of course not. But the hit that Tom Brady took, the hit you're talking about, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. The hit that Brady took was a joke. Like yes. it, at least, like when you look at the guy coming down on top of Carr, like it was worse looking than the Brady hit by far. Sure, but again, the guy is He's in the process the of not only sacking the quarterback but taking the ball away from him and trying to make sure that he's securing the ball. So he's doing two things at once, right? And that's why that is a total joke. And he's not worried about where he's falling on the quarterback. Right. He's trying to get the football, which, by the way, is the right. number one priority for the defense. Yes. I mean, it, literally, if they're going to dumb these rules down like this for the quarterback, they might as well be playing touch football you know, with with the quarterback. Right. Involved. Put some kind of electronic thing on him and, and decide, you know, you get two-hand touch on the quarterback in the NFL because you obviously don't want to hurt the quarterback. And it, there's – the they just if they're going to change the rules go to the extreme don't even mess with it anymore just make it two hand touch right. and and do away with it so th so that there's no hits on the quarterback right. at all Brian NY says can't hit him can't throw him to the ground just put flags on him i mean that's that's about where we're at right now man and it, it's it doesn't make for good football i'm sorry it doesn't no i know you know and they already changed you know the the whole thing about the the hits down around the knees that came about because Brady tore his ACL sure. back in whatever and, year that was. And I you actually know, have no problem with that, in. you know, because yeah. you, you had the defensive lineman like crawling over to, you know, and then taking him out of the side of the, I actually have no problem with that. Right. At, at, at the beginning, I was like, well, come on, who cares? But no, I mean, I, I get that. Don't go for the knees. But other right. than that, man, come on, come no. on. Let's not be so soft. I agree. Uh, so Daniel Wade, we, we were talking about songs to use, and he gave us a super chat. How about just using the song Voodoo instead of Voodoo Child as an intro? And I don't, do you know the difference between I the two? Not. No, I don't, but I I'm guessing either. whoever wrote the first one would have a problem with us using it for free. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. Just saying. And I think it was Salty earlier was asking, um, early Billy Joel or 80s Billy Joel? You know, so like I think '80s Billy Joel would be like Uptown Girl and yeah. those kind of songs. You know, like when the Christy Brinkley influence right. came in, as opposed to like only the Good Die Young, which might have been even, you know, those, you know, those kind of chairs. Big Shot, you know, Big Shot, Big Shot. I think was late '70s. Still, I, personally, I go toward older Billy Joel. Yeah. It's got a little bit more rock as opposed to the yeah. pop influence. Yeah, I, think, the older, I agree. Older. That's kind of where I'm at too. I, I'm with you. I'm with you. All right. Well, I think that's all we've got tonight. Was there one question? Yep. Yeah, we hit the question from the chat. So I think that's going to do it. 
If we got Quantum Leap question in there. Oh, really? Where is it? <laughs> well, it says I haven't wait. watched last night's episode. Oh, because there's so. stuff I wanted to talk to you about on that. So we'll have to wait on that. Okay. One. But it's just, and I I've forgotten because, the, the you know, I was actually watching part of the Monday night game and doing some other yeah. work last night during the Monday night game. So I didn't have a chance to actually sit down and watch an actual TV show. I watched it so. this morning. Like, not this morning. I watched it between school and the show. So that's okay. when I that's when I watched it. So, yeah. We'll have to Salty says it's a false choice. The answer is neither. And I would say I'm not a huge Billy Joel fan. We actually, my wife and I, bought tickets when they first came out. And then after all the delays, we decided, you know what? We really don't like Billy Joel that much. We're not going to see it. <laughs> well, when he was at Notre Dame, you mean? Yeah. That's yeah. funny. We sold our tickets. That's good. So, That's good. Yeah, it's like, you know, his songs are on the radio. And I think part of the problem, like why I don't like him any more than I do, is because most of what I hear on the radio is, you know, again, like Uptown Girl and that kind of stuff. I'd rather hear the old stuff. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. All right. That's going to do it for tonight. Mailbag show tomorrow night. Vince will be here once again for the mailbag show. So yes, be sure to join us tomorrow for that. And as of now, the plan is for Jesse to be in on Thursday. And again, we'll have a Stanford guy Thursday and, and uh, here's some of that kind of stuff as well. So. Thanks to everybody for being here. Oh, we've got oh, Adams. I was going to mention that Adams pushing the camera guy. Did you see that? He got banned I for did. life. There's a there's an amusement park called Worlds of Fun that I grew up going to okay. in the Kansas City area. Worlds of Fun, you know, it's kind of like a Six Flags, you know, okay. thing. Worlds of Fun tweeted today that they have banned Devonte Adams for life from the park <laughs> after. The whole camera pushing uh, guy. And then the camera guy, of course, filed charges. Of course he did. Against him today. Have you seen the video of that, by the way? Yeah, he like jumped in front of him. Like that's I I, I don't think he should have pushed him as hard as he did. But fair. if you're if you're a cameraman, you know, if you if you shoot photos and you're used to being at you know an NFL or a college stadium, the game is over. There are players going toward the tunnel. Get the hell out of the way. Yeah. You know. You can easily line up along the side of the tunnel and still get the photograph that you're looking for. He literally jumped in front of him right. like he was supposed to stop and like pose like right. it's the red carpet. I just right. lost the football game. He wants to get the hell out of there. Yeah. Like, that's ridiculous. Oh, I'm going to press charges. <laughs> right. That's terrible. Terrible. I agree. Oh, I agree. Big baby. Big baby. Is Absolutely. All right. We will talk to you tomorrow night. We will be here. I hope you will be to Ivy Nation Sports Talk.
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.